0: Hello Patreon. Um, so it's just me again. Well, last time it wasn't just me; I had a had someone with me. Today it's just me, and I have a, a treat for you guys today. Um, it's not gonna be a normal episode. No, I'm. Um, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and everybody loves Valentine's Day, right? Well. Robbie went on his own to create a podcast of his own called The Hate Nick. So this is fucking ridiculous. I
1: don't know. (laughs) We have to do another episode of Just Jordan because I'm still moving. Um, I will be chiming in. So I asked Jordan to do the Patreon episode by himself because I'm still figuring my shit out at the house. But uh, as of right now, uh, Andrew just got to town. And we're getting ready for the, um, the inauguration stuff that we're going to do. Uh, so as an extra treat for you guys, <laughs> I will be listening to this episode that Jordan did by himself. I have not heard it yet, and I'm going to do a little commentary on it every once in a while. So scattered throughout the episode, you will hear me um, saying what I think about whatever the fuck is about to happen. I have not listened to any of this at all. So
0: I, <laughs> well, let's see what happens. And I thought, you know, inspired by uh, that, and also the upcoming Valentine's Day holiday, I thought I would do one, uh, a segment called the Lovening. Okay, so this is gonna be all about love and stuff. Okay, so, so yeah, let's get to it. All right. Podcast
1: makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. talking about how he's gonna put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight.
0: I will. I'm gonna be. You know. I'm gonna. I'm in this, man.
1: I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. never gonna have sex again. All right, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done.
0: We're done. So, is love real? You know. I think I felt it one or two times. Uh, I'm sure some of you have too. Mm, is it real according to science? I think so. I think there's um a couple different. Um, I think there's actually two different chemicals that are produced in the brain that they've figured out uh, that contribute to that feeling that you might think you feel when you are in love. Um, when new couples are obsessed with each other, to the point where you'll do things you normally wouldn't do, like drive two hours just to see or be with that person for even just a few minutes, is called limerence by psychologists. Okay, so the theme of lovening today is not just love itself, but more so limerence when you're a new couple when you want to do when you're obsessed with someone and you know hopefully they are obsessed with you too so that's the overall theme that i want to go on uh, for today um so yeah i've always wondered if like brad pitt and jennifer aniston experienced limerence or if they just met each other one day and said let's be together because we are both the hottest people in hollywood right now then, you know, someone like Angelina Jolie came by and was like, Brad, you are the hottest dude by far, but I contest that I am the hottest woman. Then Brad was like let's test that out by making a little movie called Mr and Mrs. Smith Together. So uh I actually like that movie. Apparently it got really bad reviews. I'm sure a lot of you I've seen it before. It's when they're basically married to each other, but they both have secret identities as spies, but they just happen to marry each other and keeping that from each other. And then they find out that they are both spies. And then they kind of have to think about either taking each other out or taking out the people that, you know, uh, employ them. Um, But yeah, they end up creating, the most erotic non-porno sex scene ever made. So, I don't know about Jennifer Aniston or Brad Pitt, but Brad Pitt and Jennifer uh, and Jennifer and Angelina Jolie definitely experienced limerence uh after that scene cuz he definitely fell in love with her after that that scene. I think he he's mentioned that in interviews and things like that. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder if there's like a different sort of like love Feeling that you get when you're a celebrity, you know what I mean. Like, I, I always like respected celebrities who like loved people that weren't celebrities. I think. Okay. Up until this
1: point, this has been fucking gobbledygook. But this is actually tight. And if he doesn't bring up the fact that Terry Crews is married to a normie, I'm gonna fucking gouge his eyes out.
0: I think that's a recipe for. I guess it could be either for disaster or for um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Or for success. There you go. Yeah, for success. Because, um, yeah, when you're two celebrities, you're probably always competing with each other. But also, like, if you're a celebrity, you probably feel like you have to fall in love with another celebrity. So you're just going around town in L.A., Just looking for your, you know, significant other. Um, Yeah, it's got to be a kind of... It's kind of got to be horrible. But then again, you have a bunch of money, so who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? At the end of the day. Um, Now, I don't know how it works, but there's some surveys psychologists have given out. Okay,
1: look. If he starts trying to do some, like, weird science shit... I apologize ahead of time. I don't sign on to any. I am so fucking nervous as to what he's going to say because there's such a high probability it's going to be
0: whack. And found that men and women experience the same amount of love when in a relationship. But men tend to actually fall in love faster than women. And this is likely due to women being cautious of men because we tend to be pieces of shit. Another interesting thing about love is that people in long-term committed relationships tend to live about 15% longer. Now they also say finding a lifelong partner is equivalent Equivalent to making an extra forty thousand dollars a year, and I guess that this mean this means if you're filthy rich, love doesn't mean a whole lot to you, because you know if you're filthy rich, forty thousand dollars is like you know a fucking day extravaganza. Day extravaganza. Um. <clears throat> Though, somehow, two rich people like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller, let's say, have been married since 2002. And they aren't really around anymore. So I like to think that they are just forever making out on an island somewhere being the happiest people in the world. All right. So uh, I put together here a top 10 list of my favorite, like, love scenes, sort of thing.
1: says he stole this list from crack.com.
0: So, um, yeah, we're going to kind of do the, we're going to go back in time to the, you know, mid-90s and do a TRL. But this time it's for the best, or, you know, my personal favorite love scenes in different movies. All right. So here we go. So number
2: 10. Is 10 things I hate about you.
0: So hopefully, this doesn't make some of you guys cry or feel upset.
2: All right, here we go. Lord, here we go.
3: I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. (laughs) But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all.
0: Oh man, that one brings me back. Um, I actually forget the context of that. Like... I think this is after something big happened like I can't even remember but um but I do remember that movie and I love that movie. Uh I just remember that being a lot longer when I was a kid. Like I thought the poem was a lot longer, but really I mean that went by real fast and she she gets to tears pretty quick, but I just remember that uh and, Oh and you know this is not the only one where um uh fuck What's his name? Heath Ledger. This is not the only scene where Heath Ledger is in. You'll see a different one uh, in our top ten list uh, where Heath Ledger makes an appearance. Also, like, what's her fucking name from this movie? Julie. Oh, shit. I always forget her fucking name, but she's gone, too. Like, she's not around anymore. No, not Julie Roberts. Jody, fuck, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I love that movie and yeah, I think that that's a good fit for number 10. What do you guys think? I'm pretending I'm Carson Daly right now. Julia Styles, there we go.
1: I have no idea what the fuck is happening.
0: Um, all right, so let's go to number nine. This is going to be a new one. You guys have might uh, have. It's it was really popular this year. I was introduced to it this year, and um, I really liked this show. Um. So yeah, there's this scene from Shit's Creek at number nine.
2: David, I've spent most of my life. Not
3: knowing what right was supposed to feel like, and then I met you. And everything
2: changed. You make me feel right, David. That is quite possibly one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard anyone say. Um, outside of the Downton Christmas special. It's the truth. I know, um, it's just that my
4: truth is that I am damaged goods... And
0: this has really messed things up for me. And I think
2: I need some time with it. All right. Actually, um, I haven't had dinner yet, so I'll grab you a slider. More than one, um, and some potato
4: salad,
0: and I, I think there were some other sides on the table, but I couldn't see, so maybe just a smattering of everything. All right, Shit's Creek, really good show, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, really good, uh, feel good television show. Um, but that was um, Patrick and uh, David, and they're gay. So we have a couple gay. We have a <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> yeah um patrick and david yeah we have um we which where i've tried to i've tried to include everyone uh in this so that was number nine <clears throat> All right. the so. the, I, what i liked about that one is that it keeps the humor you know it's something serious he's like you make me feel right or good or whatever the hell he said and then you know david's like i need some time to think about this but also i'm fucking hungry and you know I can totally relate to that. Like I always make, you know, serious things like that kind of, um, you know, I, I always jumped to to humor to try and make myself feel better in times of, you know, ultimate uh, seriousness. So, and I think Patrick understood that, which is why he was, you know, even though he's kind of just a little hurt that David didn't take it the same way he felt how he felt, um, he knew that that's what David needed. A slider or two all right so that was number nine now we're on our way to number
2: eight let's see here
0: number eight this is goodwill hunting
1: My wife used to fart when she was nervous. She had all sorts of wonderful little You know, she used to fart in her sleep. I'm <laughs> sorry I shared that with you. One night it was so loud it woke the dog up. <laughs> she woke up and got like, oh, is that you? See, I didn't have the heart to tell. <laughs> oh, God. She woke herself up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, but Will, she's been dead two years, and that's the shit I remember. <laughs> it's wonderful stuff, you know? Little things like that. Yeah, but those are the things I miss the most. The little idiosyncrasies that only I knew about. That's what made her my wife. Boy, and she had the goods on me, too. She knew all my little peccadilloes. People call these things imperfections, but they're not. Oh, that's the good stuff. And then we get to choose who we let into our weird little worlds. You're not perfect, sport. And Let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the question is whether or not you're perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what intimacy is all about. Now, you can know everything in the world, sport, but the only way you're finding out that one is by giving it a shot. You certainly won't learn from an old fucker like me. Even if I did know, I wouldn't tell a piss-ant like you. (laughs) Why not? You told me every other fucking thing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. If I can talk more than any shrink i ever seen in my life. I teach this shit. I didn't say I know how to do it. (laughs) You ever think about getting remarried? My wife's dead. Hence the word remarried. She's dead. Yeah, well, I think that's a super philosophy shot. I mean, that way you could actually go through the rest of your life without ever really knowing anybody. Time's up.
0: Oof, what a classic! Such a good fucking movie, dude. That was Robin Williams and uh, the love there. He's reminiscing about his wife, you know, who um, who died, and you can tell he's struggling with ever. You know, even thinking about finding another love, you know, and that's love that's just, you know, so strong that I thought should make it on here as in the top 10. So I wanted to make sure that that was in there. All right. So that was number seven. Wait, no, that was number Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking kill myself. That was number eight. Okay, so now we're on to number seven here. All right, number seven, another classic. This one's not between lovers. Okay, this one I thought was important to to have uh, on there, but it's a love between a father and his daughter. And this one always gets me. Uh, This one is from Armageddon.
3: That's over. Just restart fans. Electrical systems arrived. A new set of
4: oxidizers alone. Houston, we're out of here in T minus three minutes. Daddy?
2: Hi, hey, Gracie. Bye, hey, honey. Grace, I know I promised you I was coming home. I don't under- understand.
5: <sighs> Looks like I'm gonna have to break that promise.
2: I, am. Um, I lied to you, too, when I told you that I didn't want to be like you, because I am like you, and everything good that I have inside of me, I have from you, and I love you so much, Daddy, and I'm so proud of you, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. I know it, baby. But there won't be anything to be scared of soon.
5: Gracie, I want you to know AJ saved us. He did. I want you to tell Chick that I couldn't have done it without
1: him. I want
2: you to take care of AJ. (laughs) I wish I could be there to walk you down the aisle. on you from time to time okay honey i love you grace i love you too gotta go now honey daddy no 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 dad no
0: so fun fact armageddon was actually my very first soundtrack that i ever bought um well I didn't even buy it. I like made my mom get it, you know, as well I was at the I think it was at a Walmart. And I just remember loving that Aerosmith song. But I don't wanna that one. I have no
1: idea what the fuck is happening right now. I don't know why he made us listen to half of fucking Armageddon. And also he says this is one of his favorite songs. He gets that lyric is not in the song that I'm gonna fucking lose my I'm
0: Ooh... And uh, I loved that song. So I made her buy it for me. So that was my very first CD that I owned. Not that I bought. I think my first CD that I bought was some Nirvana album or some shit. But yeah. Um, but that one always gets me. I remember like that's, they, that was around the time when they always came out with natural disaster movies. But they always came out with two of them. And they always like tried to see which one did better. you Because know, that one you had Deep Impact and then the same year Armageddon came out. Know, same with Twister, and then you had like Tornado come out with Tornado, Tornado was like one that came out on as like a television movie, you know. Remember when they did that, you know, and that even goes for like musical artists. You have Jason Mraz, but you also have like fucking what's that guy? Um, hmm. who's the uh, waiting on the world to end guy,
2: Fuck.
0: John oh fuck whatever they always come out with two different of the same and they always see like how how good but armageddon was a product of that but i love that movie i know it's like and you know what else is weird like i'm pretty sure he's like around where the moon is you know and like i'm pretty sure it takes a while for like the radio to get to her and back you know it's not like an instant thing like there's no way for that Because he's on the asteroid about to die because he's going to kill himself to save the world. You know, like that cliche or whatever. And she's back at Earth, like, talking to him through, you know, that's a radio wave. It takes time to get there. It's not the speed of light. So that was a little unrealistic. I'm just noticing now. Maybe maybe that shouldn't have made it on there. Now I'm thinking about it. It's just so unrealistic. Anyway, that was number seven. Uh, Now we're going to move on to number six. And these are back to back. I I had to do them, but they, these are um, I had to take them from one of my favorite shows of all time, which is Gilmore Girls, <laughs> and this one is uh, love speech, uh, love speeches from Rory and um, Jess from Gilmore Girls.
2: Hi. Because I want to talk to you.
3: About what? What do you want to talk to me about?
4: When did you learn to run like that?
3: You know, I have actually thought about this moment, a
1: lot. What would Jess say to me if I ever saw him again? I mean, he just took off, no note, no call, nothing.
0: How could he explain that? And then a year goes by, no word, nothing. So he couldn't possibly have a good excuse for that, right? I have imagined hundreds of different scenarios
3: with a hundred different great last parting lines. And I have to tell you that I am actually
1: very curious to see which way this is going to go.
4: Could we sit down?
1: No, you wanted to talk, so talk. What do you have to say to me? I love you. It's almost... As if he wants this episode to be taken down for copyright infringement. It, it, there, are, why? Why it's so many? Is just these samples are so long. I don't under like.
0: Do you? I'm gonna. Hell yeah! One of the best shows ever. Um, but yeah. Uh, I used I used to love Jess, but it's come, you know, apparent to me. So made it, someone made it apparent to me that Jess is a pretty large douchebag, uh really manipulative and uh yeah and me- and mentally abusive and that kind of thing, which I definitely understand now. But still that was, you know, Roy stood up for herself and I he, I guess he left and like he for a long time with with no, you know, she never communicated to her what was happening and then that was, you know, she she sees him in the city or in the in the town's square and then that was the reaction. So, I don't know, I, I kind of liked it. But because um Jess was always my favorite, that's why I used Jess and plus teens a little little bitch and then like Logan is like kind of an asshole and I don't really think there's ever like a real strong like love presence between them. They were just kind of like, you know, they were just kind they liked each other a lot, but they were, like, really, like, more fuck buddies. It was, there was no, like, love connection. You know what I mean? So that's why I chose Jess for that. But if I do Rory, I, on, on, you know, obviously have to do Lorelai. So this is Lorelai and Luke. And this is, like, from, I think it's actually from the, mo- the movies. So um, here we go. So this is number six no end. actually this is number five
4: stop i know what you're doing you do you're getting ready to leave me and i have to tell you it's a big mistake wait Luke. I see the signs. I've seen them coming for months. What signs? Your bolting signs. You know, the distance, the therapy, then suddenly, you know, you're going to go do wild, really. You're going to go hiking alone with nothing else involved. The music festival or hello kitty booth. Just you and nature. I admit it sounded weird. I don't care what anybody says. Needing space is never a good thing, ever. I needed space before. I needed space with Nicole and we got divorced. I mean, that's what needing space means. It means I need space and the number of a good attorney. Look, just We have been through too much here you and me, okay? I mean, I know things aren't perfect, and I know there's been some issues. Alright? And you've kept things from me, and I've I've kept things from you. You want me to sleep with all those women. Okay, we've got to clarify how this surrogate thing works. I am not unhappy, okay? I am not unsatisfied. You think I'm unhappy and unsatisfied, and I can't convince you that I am not. I mean, this right here is all I will ever need. I never thought in my wildest dreams that it would happen, that you and me, that we would happen, but we did. Listen, I know I'm not the easiest guy in the world to build a life with and to share a house with, but there is no one who will be more here for you than me. I will never leave. I will never think about leaving. I will do whatever it takes to fix what's wrong. I'll go to that nutty therapist of yours. I'll I'll open up a franchise if that's who you want me to be. I'll run the kitchen at your inn. I'll... I'll give you back the entire closet. I only took that half because you insisted I do it. I, I, I just figured, you know, you would you would take it back eventually anyhow. I already started. I didn't know if you noticed. It's starting to look a little pink. I wore sparkles. Well, it's yours. Take it. I don't want it. Please, take it. I don't need it. Y- yes, you do. You need it. You need the space, and I need you. God damn it, Lorelei. We have been through so much. I mean we have we've watched each other go from person to person. I mean there was there was Rachel and, and Max and, and Christopher. I had to watch you marry that guy, and it was awful. But we, we made it here. We made it through all of that. I mean, you can't leave. You just you just can't leave. Luke.
2: I think we should get married. Stop.
1: Okay, this is the first one that I actually fuck with this is a good this is a good one i'll give you this
0: one this one makes me feel stuff all right so um that was a great speech one of my favorites i think uh of this of this uh list um but i'm biased because i fucking love gilmore girls um so sorry i should have said ahead of time spoiler alert if you're you know but you know what? It's been a while. So if you haven't started Gilmore Girls, you probably shouldn't. Uh, but yeah. So I really liked that one. That was the... I guess we, we should have categorized these. You know, you had the poem, which was kind of like a passive way to do it, I would say. Maybe not passive, but like she did it and then leaves, you know? So like they don't have a conversation about the love. Um, what was the second one I did? Oh yeah, Patrick. And um, that was more of like a humorous love story, you know? Uh, What was after that? Oh, um, no, uh, the goodwill hunting one, reminiscing, reminiscing love, like nostalgic for something that's not there anymore. Uh, What was after that? Um, Armageddon. That was like a goodbye, like, you know, father, daughter, goodbye, I'm about to die type of love you know what was after that Gilmore Girls uh, that was um oh yeah Jess and Rory that's kind of like teen angsty you know type of love and then you have this one which is like we're we're like in our 50s we need to get we need to fucking get married you know we're best friends we love each other we need to get married what would you call that huh soulmates that was like soulmate love right there you know they've already been doing the damn thing uh the whole honeymoon phase is over it's been over for a long time now they're in a committed thing and they had to think about it for a little bit but no they are actually in love you know so now we are on number four Okay, I
1: have no idea why we just had to listen to that weird-ass partial recap. I just, I... I don't know what's going on anymore.
0: This is... Love and Basketball.
2: You asked me what was missing. What? What? From basketball. You woke me up to tell me that? It's not fun for me anymore because you're missing. What I'm trying to say is, I've loved you since I was 11. And the shit won't go away. We haven't talked since college. (laughs) You wait two weeks before my wedding to tell me something like that. I know, I probably should have said it two weeks ago. You haven't changed. You still think the sun rises and sets on your ass. Guess what? It doesn't. Then why are you so upset?
5: Because you don't pull this shit on someone who's about to get married.
2: Better late than never. Right? Wrong. I'll play you.
4: What?
2: One game, one-on-one. For what? Your heart.
0: Nice. That is a good one. Um, So there was something about when I was looking up like different love scenes, there's a whole genre of like telling them before they get married or telling them before they make a huge decision. Uh, Those ones are big and um, they're all over the place. But I, I liked that one because not only was it that, it was like also like um uh, I'll play you for it. You know, it was kinda like this like let's make a game out of it, you know. What do you call what would you call that type of love? Basketball love? <laughs> no. Um but oh. I
2: don't
0: know. Playful love, I guess. No I'm not sure, but puppy Mm, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I like that scene, so I wanted to make sure it was in there. All right, so this is number three, another classic. um, One of my favorite movies of all time. I, I watched it at least once a year, and I used to know all the words to it. It's um, Pride and Prejudice.
2: sleep. Nora, my aunt. Yes, she was here. How can I ever make amends for such a After what you have done for Lydia, and I suspect for Jane also, it is I who should be making amends. You must know. Surely you must know it was all for you. You are too generous to travel with me. I believe you spoke with my aunt last night and it has taught me to hope as I'd scarcely allowed myself before. If your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so at once. My affections and wishes have not changed. But one word from you will silence me forever. If, however, your feelings have changed, I will have to tell you. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, and love, and love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. Well then...
1: Okay, so I didn't pay attention to any of that because they're watching a ridiculous sci-fi movie right now. It's fucking I think they're stealing a baby out of someone's chest. I don't know what's happening. But if there's no real person that thinks that fucking pride and prejudice, like that, like deep cut, like weird English shit is romantic that is like some fake literary douche shit. This is a lie. This being up this high on Jordan's list is a lie. He's pandering to someone. This is a
0: farce. Mm, so good. Um, there's also like a whole thing. Keira Knightley shows up a lot in these romance movies, man. She's in Pride and Prejudice. She's in fucking Atonement, which is another good fucking movie. Um, she's also, Like when I was researching what to put in here. my top 10 list love actually came in there a lot um and which is kind of shitty because i don't know if you remember love actually there's a scene in it where like her husband's best friend is like in love with her and like the reason that they that he's the he's the he's the filmographer for their wedding and the reason he hasn't given them the fucking video yet because uh they're trying to get the video from him uh is because the whole time he like is filming her like really like up close and like kind of like in a creepy way and then she, she finally comes to get it and she she sees it and she realizes the whole video wedding video is of her and instead of getting creeped out and running the fuck home she's like oh my god that's why you always act like you hate me cuz you actually love me you know um And then the motherfucker comes to their house, knocks on the door. And then when she answers, her husband's in the next room, but she answers. And he's got these little note cards that say like, shh, don't fucking say anything. Just let me talk through these note cards. And it's just creepy. And she like loves it, you know? I don't know. But anyway, that is not, to me, that's not a romantic scene. That was like a cringy ass scene. But she shows up a lot. In these, uh, in these romance scenes, um, but I do love *Pride and Prejudice*. She does a really good job of that. And *Atonement*. I mentioned *Atonement* too. A very good movie. Um, but yeah, that's uh, old school love right there. You have bewitched me. You know, like damn. You when you fell in love back then, you fell in love in a different way. And a lot of times, it probably ended up in like you being really shitty to your wife or something but you know for those for the little time that you do the falling in love like they did in this movie it's quite nice all right so this is uh so that was number eight. Oh wait holy shit no that was number three i'm sorry i'm subtracting and instead of adding or, or whatever whichever one all right so this is um number two Brokeback Mountain.
2: I'm gonna tell you this one time, Jack fucking twist. And I ain't fooling. What I don't know, all them things that I don't know, could get you killed if I come to know them. I ain't joking. <laughs>
5: Yeah, we'll try this one, and I'll say it just once. Go ahead. Tell you what, we could have had a good life together, fucking real good life, had us a place of our own. But you didn't want it, Ennis. So what we got now is broke back mountain. Everything's built on that. That's all we got, boy. Fucking all. So I hope you know that. If you don't, never know the rest. Got it. You count the damn few times that we have been together in nearly 20 years and you measure the short fucking leash you keep me on and then you ask me about Mexico and you tell me you kill me for needing something I don't hardly never get. You have no idea how bad it gets. And I'm not you. I can't make it on a couple of high altitude fucks once or twice a year. You are too much for me, eh? You son of a horse bitch. I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you? Why don't you just let me be, huh? It's because of you, Jack, that I'm like this?
1: There's nothing of
2: I'm just nowhere. Ugh. Get the fuck off me! Mm, sorry.
5: all right. Damn you, James. I You can't stand this anymore,
2: Jack. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Brokeback Mountain classic. That scene always gets me. I like uh I like that uh I like their their accents in it a lot, you know. It's, you know, Heath Ledger's like lips are all like ho- like tough and like kind of like all I guess it's Texas. He looks like he's from Texas in that, but I think I think that's in Wyoming or whatever. But anyway, I like their accents in that movie. I like. I also like the way he says "high altitude fucks" every once a year. I think that's cool. But what would you call that love? I mean, that's passionate. You know, that's like for. Ah, you're so good. Yeah, forbidden love. Um, Alex is. By the way, guys, Alex is here next to me, and she, uh, she is, you know, helping me out when I am having brain farts. Um. All right, so forbidden love yeah that is forbidden love not so much anymore you know i guess in that area would be yeah cultural thing um okay so last one i saved the best for last guys or at least in my eyes remember this is my list uh next year maybe we could do another list and uh have you guys vote on them or something you know who knows this is a test run for the lovening you know it might happen once a year, it might happen once every two months, maybe never again, who knows? All right, so this is number one. What do you guys think it is, huh? It is The Notebook.
3: <clears throat> it's about security. What is that supposed to mean? Money! What are you? He's got a lot of money.
1: Now I hate you. You well, so bastard.
3: You. If you leave here, I hate you. you what hate you, if you paying attention here. to
1: anything that's been happening? I guess meeting. not.
3: I think I must have misread all of those signals. I guess
1: you did. You're bored.
3: You're bored and you know it. You wouldn't be here if there wasn't something missing. You son of a bitch. Would you just stay with me? Stay with you? What for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass, which you are 99% of the time. I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. They have like a two-second rebound rate, and you're back doing the next pain in the ass thing. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever, you and me, every day, Will you do something for me? Please, you just picture your life for me. 30 years from now, 40 years from now, what's it look like? If it's with that guy, go. Go! I lost you once, I think I could do it again, if I thought it's what you really wanted. But don't you take the easy way out. What easy way? There is no easy way. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? God damn it. What do you want? I have to
1: go.
0: Um, so, what I just realized is, like, uh, <clears throat> it's a love scene, but it's, like, a big fight also, right? Like, they don't really make amends there. But, you know, if you've seen the movie, they obviously do at some point. But I just love that scene. I think it shows, like, the passion, at least the the one... Well, they both have for each other, but, you know, she can't make up her mind of on how you know what she wants to do Uh, but she obviously wants him but she just doesn't know the clear way of doing that you know now she's confused and what do you what would you call this love hmm i'm talking to alex uh what would you call it true love right this is true love they
2: yeah
0: it's yeah you're right It's like, it's actually unrealistic too, right? The the love that they have for each other is pretty unrealistic. Maybe not like the because they they it's they're like this forever in this fucking movie or book or whatever the hell you know until they're old and they die together in the same you know spoiler they they die together in their own beds are really fucking old. Um, so yeah. uh. People are like this in real life, but, like, maybe for, like, a couple months, you know? I don't think they're like that forever. That would be really tiresome, you know? But, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's my, you know, TRL, you know, love scene list for you guys for the leavening. And, um this is the episode for valentine's day basically so i hope you guys have a lovely valentine's day i hope you have some plans you know if, you, if you're if you single and you don't have anyone then like you know fuck this holiday you know yeah order who does heart shape pizza do people actually do that what oh my god you know how annoying that would be to be the maker of that Cause I'm sure it's a pain in the ass because like circle pizza, you have like a whole thing you do. Um, and to do a heart shaped pizza, like you gotta toss that shit and then you gotta like shape it all weird, you know? And how do you, are not going to get it perfect. I mean, once you put that shit in the oven, like you're just fingers crossed that it's going to be a heart shaped pizza. You know what I mean? I'm feeling I'm feeling for the maker of the pizza. No, no, I I don't care about the shape. I care more about the guy making the pizza. Like he's got a he's adding more to his job for nothing. It's not like he's getting paid extra to make that little like notch at the top, you know. I'm sure it's a pain in the ass. That's all I'm saying. You know. Um, but no, it's a cool idea, I guess. <sighs> <sighs> oh, but if you're single and like yeah, eat some heart-shaped pizzas. Eat some candy. Ooh, July fifth, July
2: fifteenth.
0: Is that what he said? Oh, February. I can't say February right. I say feb- This is me saying February, regular. Feb- February, but I think it's actually pronounced February, February, February. But there's an R there, so it's like February. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so February 15th, uh, candy sale, you know. Oh, you know what? I'm going to try and find candy corn. Ew. I know. It's not the candy for right now. It's not, they, Nobody does that candy right now. But I wonder if there is someone who does. Like who's like, uh, we have all this extra candy corn from October. What are we gonna do with it? Let's try and repurpose it for fucking Valentine's Day. So that's my goal. Is I'm gonna go out and try to find candy corn being sold as a Valentine's Day thing. It could be different colors. I don't care as long as it says candy corn or you know that kind of thing. Um, that's what I'm gonna look for. That's my goal. I'm not saying I'm gonna like it or it's my favorite or whatever. I just want to try and find it. That's all I'm saying you know all right
1: guys um so that the only reason that we kept all of whatever that was at the end in uh, is because andrew and i had listened to it so you guys also have to this was a labor of love he talked about the most romantic things or whatever the most romantic thing that andrew and i can do towards jordan is letting this go this is
0: if i didn't like you jordan no one would ever hear this patreons thank you so much for um for supporting us uh and hopefully next week robbie will be back and you don't have to deal with me anymore or alex for that matter um yeah so uh yeah thank you guys have a great night